0: Welcome to On The Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You've hit the spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. But you think it caps on, because the conversation starts now. Okay, welcome to On The Edge with April Mahoney Brains, the spot, the place, the location where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Today... We are going to explore interior design with Glenn Hudrow. And I'm so excited to have him here from Texas. He is an award winning interior designer. We're going to ask him what does that term mean, clean lines? What are the trends? But more importantly, how did he get to this space? What drew him to interior design? I mean, it's very unique. Um, you've got to have very high levels of customer service, and incredible patience. You're allowing someone to express themselves by their atmosphere, by their things, what's brought into their space, not only their home, but also their business. And we're going to ask him a few fun facts. So welcome him to the show. How are you, Glenn?
1: Doing well. Thanks for inviting me. I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Well, I'm glad to have you. I love it when I have uh, men on my show. You know, people say, oh, I only work with women. Well, too bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I work with both as well, so.
0: Exactly, but, you know, men bring a different element, a different uh, degree of vulnerability, openness, ideas, and I love that, and especially in the design space. Tell my brains how you show up on the planet. How in the world did you become an interior designer?
1: Well, it was interesting. Even I can remember the first time, second grade, when I ended up starting to draw floor plans for some reason and uh, you know rooms with furniture in it and stuff. And sometimes I think I maybe should have been an architect rather than an interior designer, but because I get involved in all aspects. But I think one of the things that I like about the design business is that, you know, it's always something different. Uh, you, no, no two projects are the same um, and you get to work with people on a personal level, which I've always enjoyed. And it gives me a chance because my my truest passion actually is really teaching and um so but it helps me uh to be able to express creativity in teaching clients what we do why we do it and so they can understand more about how we are going about designing and using the design process to to work with them to bring out what they really want but do it in the best design and most possible way to give them to help them live a lifestyle and to help them live their best life. And that's kind of what it's all about. It's helping other people to live their best life.
0: They do, but you know, when you're starting with a blank canvas, you have no idea of uh, what you even want yourself. So when they have a consultation with you, you know, it's more than pillows and colors. It's texture, it's positioning of the furniture. It's the era that they want. Tell us some other things that you incorporate in the design element.
1: Well, to get started, we always have just have a conversation with the client. Cause it's it's all about function first. You can always make it pretty, but if it doesn't function, it's not worth designing. Mm. So our whole conversation begins with them. It's you know, and I tell them all the time, it's not about me. It's not about what I like and 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 what's in style per se. It's more about how you want to live your life, what you like, what your preferences are, what, how you want the house and the rooms to function. When you walk in that front door, how do you want to feel? When you walk in that front door, what do you want to be able to tell yourself? You know, oh, this is so comfortable. Oh my God, I feel like I'm really walking into my home. You know, there's a guy we did a project for and when, he, when we finished the project, he says, Glenn, he goes, I have to tell you. He says, you know, this is the first time that I can say that I actually feel like I'm coming home when I get back from a trip. Wow. Because he traveled quite a bit for business. And he goes, you know, and I I know that my family is enjoying it when I'm not here. He goes, "I, I appreciate what you've done for us. And so that's the thing that, you know, when I see that light bulb come on in somebody's eyes, whether it's teaching them, whether it's doing their home or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, that's the golden ticket for me is knowing that whatever we embark on doing for somebody, that we've accomplished it and we've made them happy and we've improved their life. And that's what it's all about. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, well, what's your style? Well, I don't really have a style. Mm. What we do, it's more about the client, the architecture, their style, and the way they want to live their life. Mm -hmm. That's more where we get all of the ideas and things from. It's not about styles and trends and all that kind of stuff. The styles and trends go and come, you know, and whatever. But people want their homes to to last and to be what they want. But if we don't get to know them, then we can never design for them.
0: Exactly. And then, too, you want it to have a texture. You want to have a vibe outside of the aesthetics that are there. Uh, You want to know if they're going to be entertaining there, if there's children there you know, what colors make you good, make you feel good? Do you like plants? Do you have pets? Yeah,
1: All one those of the things best,
0: are definitely important.
1: Yeah, one of the best ways of this, of understanding what they like as far as colors are concerned, I ask them a question. And the question is, if I went into your closet, what are the colors of your casual clothes that I'd find the most? Mm. Because what happens is psychologically, we buy the clothes that we're psychologically comfortable with as far as colors and textures and those kinds of things. So that tells me a lot about them as well. Um, for price point, our, you know, our clients are more on the, you know, or pretty much all high end. Um, but the question that I ask is if you were going to buy a sofa, you know, what would the price be that you would be comfortable paying for a really good quality sofa? Right. And that breaks them into into categories. So I know where they are mindset wise um, and to be able to understand them more. What are their interests? I had a client who was an amazing cook. I would put him up against any chef in New Orleans uh, as far as Cajun cooking. And his kitchen was designed by the architect and it was so unfunctional, even before I even knew about what he was doing. So when I looked at the plans, we completely redesigned the kitchen. Well, we took them through the process of how do they cook in the kitchen.
0: Right. And how do they want to entertain? You know, the kitchen area and the family room is the gathering spot now. Yeah, there's People don't barely even go into the living room or as they saw the seating room or, you know, and then have a beautiful, again, you're dealing with very high-end properties, a beautiful foyer. I'm a flower person. I have to have flowers in my house every week fresh flowers, it just brings an element of life to me. You know, it was pretty popular, and I don't know, you know, just asking, but people were overdoing that feng shui. I mean, they were, and I don't mean that from a energy perspective, but everybody thought they were a feng shui expert, but the positioning and the way that you enter and the way that you travel around furniture, that is a key element to the design too, don't you think?
1: Well, feng shui, if you look at all the principles of feng shui they're basically the elements and principles of interior design um mm. and so uh because it's space planning it's, it's texture it's pattern it's common sense as well you know nobody would wants to have a desk where your back is facing the door um you know so that's more of a common sense thing so when you look at at really feng shui it's really the elements and principles of design and you know whether you approach it by the feng shui aspect or the elements and principles of principle design it's kind of the same kinds of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elements and principles of design go into a little bit more detail sometimes than what the feng shui does but it's a belief it's it's you know and that's that's kind of one of those things that that people use and and if, when people are comfortable with that then you know we can talk in those terms but it's more about elements and principles of design and function you know that old adage function first or form follows function so
0: you know, people don't don't take that into consideration too. Window treatment? Do you want me? I like draperies and I like carpet still. People don't like carpet anymore. They like the hardwood floors or the ceramic tile floors. And again, it's a personal choice. You have many options to choose from. Yeah, and
1: it's it's more about you know people being able to um, people being able to understand what they are going to get in the end. So our job is to educate them and to help them visualize what it's going to be when the project is finished. You know, one of the things I've I've heard, which I've never forgotten, um, and it came from Mike Vance, which is part of Disney uh, years ago. And he said the best definition of selling that he had ever heard is giving the consumer enough information to make an intelligent buying decision. Mm. And when you can do that, and then you come from the aspect of being of service rather than trying to provide service. that's two completely different things. And then the, also the idea of kindness. We get that whole idea of customer service, and we've gone beyond that. But to be able to do that is what I've said at the beginning that you have to have the conversation and get to know the client. And you know that old adage of of um, the golden rule is so wrong. You know the golden rule says treat others the way you want to be treated. Well, the golden rule should really say treat others the way they want to be treated.
0: Right. And that's the true true
1: version of customer service.
0: Well, I have to park my brakes on there because you know what? You have to train people. You have to teach people how to treat you. Everybody's level of service, everybody's expectation is not the same. Everybody's level of tolerance is not the same. So all of that, it's, it's a give and take. And customer service, I have been trained by the world's best customer service people. Give people options. Give them choice. Yeah. Don't back them in the corner. You know, no. Okay, no, but, dot, 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 dot. Give them options and be a good listener.
1: Hear exactly. what you're
0: saying. Don't always be all that jaw jacking and talking and all that because you're, that's a sell, a selling job. And sales is really psychology, you know? Well,
1: the thing about, you know, providing and educating the client, If you educate them enough, you don't have to sell. They'll want to buy because nobody wants to be sold. People want to buy. People want to purchase. So when you can become the type of person that educates them and give them enough information to make the intelligent buying decision, then you don't have to sell. And that becomes much more of being of service aspect rather than trying to provide customer service. And I think being of service and kindness, that kind of goes back to the Buddhist mantra of kindness and mindfulness, being mindful of who who people are, you know, what they think, and, and respect that in other people to be able to gain their know, like, and trust, uh, to be able to be of service to them.
0: Absolutely. We can't Absolutely. do it
1: without getting to know them. We, Like you said, we have to know the client.
0: Exactly. So the no like, and trust factor is something that you point to your students. Tell us a little bit about the teaching that you do, because I know that lights you up.
1: Well, you know, that... I, I taught for you know, about 33 years in, in, in the college level, and I taught interior design. It was basically, um, you know, I, I taught kind of the whole range of classes. The last probably 10 years that I taught was their final capstone class um, that they took, where they put everything into the class that they learned throughout the whole entire uh, you know, time in school and put it into one big project. Um, but, you know, it was interesting because I, I taught the way that I do business. And so that way they get a real world experience. And so a lot of them have come back, um, you know, to say that, you know, they wouldn't be where they are without me having having me as an instructor. So I know that I've I've had that deal, but that when you see that light bulb come on in their their eyes, that's the golden ticket. And it's just to know that you've affected that person's life for the rest of their life. That's the beauty of it. Well, Um,
0: you are a Willy Wonka fan because you've mentioned that golden ticket a couple of times and I'm a Willy Wonka fan too. (laughs) uh, it's just, but it is. It is, I mean, it's the gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes.
1: yes. And that's so important these days is that, you know, being able to, to help people live a better life, you know, by them, for us being in their life. I mean, that, what, what better honor can we have in exactly. helping people? I mean, it's just, yeah.
0: Not only are you a teacher, but you're a great student. You're a student of Jack Canfield. What are some of the key elements and some of the things that he's really poured into you that have affected and impacted
1: your life well one of the biggest things and i, I would I teach that the first day of class every semester that i taught uh is that there's a little equation called e plus r equals o and e is the event it happened you can't change it it's in the past but it's your response to the event that will determine your outcome exactly and so but your response is totally your choice you get to choose what your response is right but here's the thing: Why choose a response that's going to give you an outcome you don't want, rather than choose a response that's going to give you the outcome that you do want?
0: Well, because it's a part of that thing we call an expectation that we expect someone else is going to do something, and also it is that uh, that uh, flight. Uh, what is it? Fight and fl- flight. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yeah. You know, you it's an immediate reaction. I, I've got to, you know, I've got to act immediately instead of giving yourself time to breathe and process it. I woke yeah. up at 60 years old, which was, you know, a year ago. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, you know, and and, and, and with myself, that,
0: how is it, April? How are you going to respond? Is it really that important? <clears throat> are you going to give yourself time? Or are you going to consider the other person's point of view before you go from a flicker to a flame?
1: Yeah. Well, the thing with, with that also is because your response is your choice, your choice makes you a hundred percent responsible for the outcome.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely
1: and and that's where the 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 it breaks down because people a lot of times don't want to take responsibility for the choices that they make and i see that in the students a lot of times and so at you know when they when they didn't make the grade they wanted you know they came in and and we talked about their aspects of the project is said, well because they have a check sheet at the very beginning of everything that's supposed to be in the project so we just got down the checklist where is this well it's not in there well where was this well, it's not in there and so by the time we do three or four of them, I said, you made the choice to not use the checklist, mm-hmm. to not get these points. That's, you know, your response to what you have to do is going to determine your grade at the end of the year. And I said, so you made the choice to not use the checklist. You made the choice to not put these in. That's why you got the D or the F. Oh,
0: my goodness. It's like, D or an F. That's tough. That, that is, is tough. Especially, but again, doing the work, showing up.
1: Deli- yes,
0: and delivering it. a lot of people I don't care what you do you know they don't show up and do the work they have these great coaches they have these great mentors they put all this money in personal development and then they don't want to apply it
1: you know and in life
0: only powerful when it's applied
1: yeah but in interior design um we always have to to uh, be aware of the attention to detail exactly and so that's what I would teach in class but when you when a lot of times, what we do as an interior designer can relate to life as well in life. We have to take care of the details or the things that we really want to happen are not going to happen, you know, and, and sometimes, well, for me, you know, you're saying, you know, the truth and what has taught me and brought me and cost me. Well, you know, sometimes we look at, um, you know, I, I would uh, say that I'm going to, I'm going to do this certain thing. And um, then other things come up and you put it off and you put it off and you put it off well i did that with different things within within life and 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 then finally it was like okay if i'm gonna do this you know like i started my own business um and when i when i left the job as a, as a design studio manager to start my own business you know when one door closes one opens i had a client call from louisiana when i was back in louisiana i started off my business with a huge project a remodel um and never look back. Well, from that, I got a little bit of confidence. And then I, because I, I was like, am I good enough to start my own business? Well, like if I, well, if I ran that design studio for that company, I sure can do my own business. Absolutely. And so we have to to look at what we do, but we have to also have have the confidence in ourselves so that we can make the next step. And one of the things uh, John Azaroff says is either you're interested or you're committed. You can be interested and and just do things along the way, and then you know. But if you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes to right. get where you want to end up. Absolutely. And so it cost me to not know where I wanted to be, and and not have the clarity of what I wanted. And I think clarity is one of the big things that you know when you can get clarity on really what you want out of life and where you want to go and the things you want to do, be or have. That kind of gives you a little bit more impetus to to get the tools that we need to be able to get where we want to go. And that's why I developed a three R model, which is rethink, retool, restart. Yeah. You know, rethink where we are, what we're doing, what our habits are, how we think, which is mindset. Uh, re all those things. And really, you know, and I asked employees and I asked students and, and different people, if you could wake up tomorrow morning and do something all day long. And at the end of the day, you could say, God, I had fun today. What would you be doing all day long?
0: Right, right. And usually
1: it's a deer in the headlight look. But once they start <laughs> well, they thinking about it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, if it's something that's not your job, then is that truly what you're passionate about? Is that really what you would love to do? Then, if it is, what are the steps that you're going to take? What are the tools that you need to, to get to be able to do what you want to do and live your life, and live and, your passion and, and,
0: and be live successful with that? Yeah. And live exactly. Yes,
1: So you get the tools that you need and then you restart and live the life that you're meant to live.
0: So you're in the midst of compiling all of this great wisdom and tools and energy and forward thinking into a book. Tell us a little bit about what's going to be in the pages of that book.
1: Well, you know, I've been helping people design the interiors of their homes for years and years and years, and now I'm helping them design the interiors of their lives. Um, and so the book is um, How to Redesign Your Life and Your Business. And it's um, taking a lot of this, taking a lot of the, the um, you know, the E plus R equals O aspect, and, but it's taking you through the process uh, of, you know, looking at how we think. You know, are we are our thoughts negative? Are they positive? Or, you know, where, what do we do on a daily basis? What are our habits? Are those habits taking us towards what we want or taking us away from what we want? And so we have to look at what we do on a daily basis to be able to understand who we are, how we work, what we think, and those kinds of things. And when you can reevaluate who we are and what we do, then we can decide what we want and where we want to go, which is the clarity part. What do we really want? Do we know? Have we taken the time to just be with ourselves to understand what we really want?
0: See, I work um, with Deepak Chopra, And now it is about being woke and being conscious it's great to have a mindset but sometimes the mindset will get you stuck are you awake are you awoke or have you been awoken or awakened to what this life has to offer what opportunities lie ahead of you what challenges may lie ahead of you are you what you said
1: what life has to offer gosh that's one of the biggest things and but what do you want out of it as well as what life has to offer you
0: And are, again, are you willing to do the work?
1: Exactly.
0: Because it's not going to just, you know, it's not going to just show up. So I want to ask you some fun questions. Okay. I see all of those beautiful pieces of jewelry and I am a freak for jewelry. Tell me a little bit about that on your shelf back there.
1: Well, years ago, I used to do, I used to make jewelry years and years ago um, before I even moved to Texas. And and I had stuff that I put in boxes and just kind of, Kept in storage and carried them with me everywhere I went. And my assistant uh, was making jewelry. And one day she says, "Why don't you take a jewelry class with me?" I said, "No, no, no. I, I, you know that's not where I'm headed." And she goes, "Oh, come on!" She goes, "It's just one day a week." And 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 so I said, "Okay, fine." She finally talked me into it. We took a, a metal um, a metal class for jewelry. And so I started making jewelry again. And now I have this whole big thing. So that's a whole creative aspect that that I love. Um, and so but i i try to do things that bring me happiness and joy but at the same time when i'm sitting there making jewelry it's like meditation and right. it's like stress relief so you know and that's what i help people try to understand too is what are the things that bring you joy and happiness in your life and then also i'm i'm a wood turner so um and also i make writing pens um
0: wow
1: and um and bowls and and what you know stuff that? like that. So, <laughs> those are things that you know it, you have to do. The things that bring you joy and happiness. Right. There's, I'll never forget. There was a, a Jack Canfield had a lady in one of his his um events, Breakthrough to Success, and she stood up and she says, "You know," she goes, "Ever since my husband passed away, she goes, I really have not been happy." And he goes, "Well, why?" She goes, "Well, I really don't know." You know, other than your husband passed away, he goes. She says, "I really don't know." He goes well, have you been doing the things that bring you joy and happiness that you did when he was alive? Or are you still doing those things? And she just had this look on her face and she goes, no, I don't. He goes, why not? She goes, well, I don't know. He says, well, why don't you go back and start doing some of the things that bring you joy and happiness in your life? And let's connect in about a month or two. And so they did. And what she found out was she had to isolate herself from all of her friends and stuff because she wasn't doing all the things that she would you know, meet them to do and wasn't going to lunch or wasn't playing bridge and all the things that she loved and enjoyed doing, she wasn't doing anymore. So sometimes we get into a rut and a way of thinking that we start to isolate ourselves from the things that bring us joy and happiness.
0: Exactly. We to and, we to keep, and we have to keep our brains stimulated. Yes. We become these mechanical animals. Okay, I know this. Like interior design, you know that. Like the back of your hand. You can go into a, a blank warehouse and come up with this whole design thing. But you know, if you walked into a jewelry store and you seen all these women shopping and you say or men shopping and you see beautiful cuffs of silver or necklaces or earrings, and you're going, Wow, let's see this. And there is a uh architectural design in jewelry. I mean, I look at these. Oh yeah. You know, I love that creative aspect of it. So let's ask you some fun facts real quick. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, Glenn, what appliance would you be and why?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, Probably. Gosh, uh, that's that is a fun question. Probably I'd be a microwave. That's the first thing that kind of came to mind. Because. because it's structured, okay. there's a process you have to know what you're going to put in and how long you have to do it, but it's efficient right and so being able to because I always say let's let's get in understand it, get it done, and then we can move on to something else and so that's kind of the that's kind of the thing that I don't know that's why the, I think the microwave kind of came to mind first of all I would so. be the
0: air fryer <laughs> ah. <laughs> Because it's quick, it's slick, it keeps things juicy, uh, it's easy to clean, it can be crispy. You use just a little bit of oil. I think I'd be the air fryer. If you had oh, that's make,
1: a good, that's a good thing. <laughs> you have to
0: make magical wishes, anything. What would they be? To
1: um, wow, um, probably to be able to travel the world and share the messages of what my book and things are going to be about and to because i have friends all over the world now dealing you know with the cancel family and stuff and and to be able to just go and and help people in all the different areas where i have friends and do programs together that would be that would be the wish to be able to just help people and be able to travel and 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 see the friends and and it's so kind of like my dad, when, when we realized he had cancer, we asked him what he wanted to do. And he says, I don't know. Let me think about it. Well, when he came back, the thing that he said was I just want to go and visit all my friends and dance. So I can't dance anymore. Wow. And it was like, you know, that was such a good thing. And, and so, um, you know, my, my assistant's grandmother said, said she says, you know, as long as you learn something new every day, it's not your day to die. Right. And, um, and so, you know, learning and helping other people learn, helping other people live their best life and being able to do that and share that with people around the world, I think that would probably be my my biggest wish.
0: Okay, that's good. You got two more?
1: Oh, three. Oh, my gosh. Hey, um, to be able to um, make sure that um, the immediate people in my family are taken care of. Um, and then to um, probably the last one would be to... Um, would be a wish so that um people around the world as as a human race would be um open understanding and respectable respectable or respect other people um that's and awesome. because we have so much division and stuff in the world today and it's because we've gotten to the point where if you don't believe or say or think the way i do then you're wrong And we can't live that way. Um, We have to be able to respect other people and who they are and, and, you know, be genuinely open to learning from other people, no matter who they are, what color their skin is, what uh, their sexual orientation, whatever.
0: But you know what? I also agree. And if you don't like something, allow a person not to like it. You don't have to, you don't have to disrespect. You don't have to harm. You don't Mm. have to insult. Any of that, yeah. just like me. I use this example all the time, okra. I can't stand okra. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come to my house and you like corn, okra, and tomatoes, my friends say, I make the best on the planet. I will serve you what serves you. But if I don't yeah. like it, I don't have to like it, but I don't have to bother you either because everything is not for everybody.
1: And yeah, I, I I tell people I said you know because they, they go well, you know they talk about rights and whatever I said but the thing that you have to understand is is that your rights end where mine began mm-hmm. and that you know we have to be able to um, agree to disagree and, and not be it's,
0: disagreeable
1: yeah you know it's so like you can put you know ten clergymen in the same room and ask them to agree on values and they can do it very quickly but if you ask them to agree on beliefs they never will values are what unites us and beliefs are what divides us. And we see that in the world today. Um, So, you know, we just have to be able to say, you know, if you want respect, you know, if I want respect from you, then I have to give you respect as well. And it has to be that two way street. And, and I think that, you know, that would be a wish is that we are able to come together and be more unified as, as a, as a, um, as a human race, rather than be so divided. And and,
0: and then just imagine and when this element of AI comes into it. Good night. I just don't even know where we're going. But uh, I would love to uh, have my brains connect with you, Glenn. Please tell them how to get in contact with you and to get prepared for the book. Are you selling the jewelry?
1: Yes, ma'am, I am.
0: Well, then you've got to tell us how to get some jewelry.
1: Too. Well, that's going to be coming. I'm working on uh, getting it on to, um, to Facebook, and um, it's it's called the the jewelry brand is Lusuria, L U S U R I A, and that will be the the brand that will be on um, on Facebook. The um, my email is Glenn, Glen G L E N at G B as in boy, A as in apple, Dallas dot com glenn at gbadallas.com or you can uh, call the office at 214-752-0997
0: brains there is so much to look forward to this man is very layered and textured on so many levels
1: and i just enjoy life
0: and he does enjoy life and living his best life and i thank well, him so much
1: and you know to give you an example of treating customers and and being honest and grading that know, like, and trust factor. We're taking a second vacation uh, with a, with a client and this, and this time we're going to Kauai for a week. Oh wow! Um, and it's going to be a great trip, you know, so people, you can work hard, but you can play hard as well. It's just, you have to be able to know what you want, plan it to be able to get what you want, um, but take time to enjoy life.
0: Exactly. And you know what brains too? If it doesn't work out the first time, maybe that is part of the plan because you don't know what to appreciate until you found something that you don't appreciate. So there's value in every learning. There's value in every opportunity.
1: Well, Brains, there's one thing to think about, too, is that we're all on the same path. We're just different points on the path. And if you, some people are standing still, some are walking slow, some are walking fast, some are running it um, doesn't matter the, the, how fast you're going down the path. It's just that you, what, as long as you make one step forward today than where you were yesterday, you're making progress. But when you get to a fork in the road and you take the wrong fork, you can always go back and take the other fork. Mm. But don't beat yourself up for it. You, we have to give ourselves permission to go down the path that is most comfortable for us. But sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone to make the, to go down the path a little bit faster. Because we get to choose, we can go faster, we can slow down. I was trying to do too many things at once, and I was stressing myself out. I had to give myself permission to slow down. Okay, this is what's happening: pairing the design business down, and I start. I've been building up slowly, building up the. the I've got a, a list now of 500 people that want the book, and so uh, you know I've been telling people about it, whatever. So I'm doing the things in the background, of you know getting the tools, doing everything that I needed. To be able to restart and do the training business um, and, you know, getting away from the design business a bit because I want to be able to enjoy life. You know, I want to be able to enjoy the time that I have left. I want to enjoy every day. I don't want regrets. No regrets, people. You're very fortunate that you
0: have choices and that you have options and that you realize some people are stuck and they don't get beyond that point. But thank you so much, Glenn, for being here with us on The Edge. Come back. You You are so welcome. uh, With the jewelry, with the book, with the design, with the classes, all of that great stuff. Brains, I need you to go in and love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe. We're going to put all of Glenn's information at the back part of the interview. We're going to run this over and over again in different countries and different places because the basic principles would apply wherever you are.
1: Okay? Yes, they will. It's
0: all about love. It's all about consciousness. It's about respect and good customer service. Thank you so much, Glenn. I appreciate you and value you. All right. Thank you
1: so much. Appreciate it. You all guys right. take care, brains.
0: All right. Have a good day, brains. We love you.